Welcome back, listeners, to a tale of two hygienists. This is Michelle. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is that how we're starting this thing? Hello, Andrew. Oh, hey, Michelle. How's it going? What happens when I do a podcast at 10 p.m. after drinking wine with my friends? Yeah, so... There's going to be a, a lot of highs and lows at this on this podcast. As long as you don't start crying, I think we're going to be okay. I'm a real big crier, so... Are you a crier? I can't... I'm, You're not a crier. I, I am, but I'm not. I... What annoys me to know in about my personality and characteristics that I get so angry that it quickly goes from anger to cry mode really quickly. Wow. So like I'm angry, but then I, I start to tear up, which then makes me even more angry. It's, It's just a nasty cycle. I don't know why. I think I don't know how to anger handle my anger issues all that well. Can I tell you something that made me angry this week? Sure. Not super angry, but you know how I like to try and be funny, but a lot of times it just falls flat and doesn't make sense, right? try. Right. So I posted one time about these urinals. And I posted oh, I saw that picture. Yeah. Here's, I, I said explicitly in the thing, I said, I understand why there's a tall urinal and a short urinal, but why is the divider in between them so small? Because it doesn't make sense that it would be smaller between those two urinals. And then the two tall ones have, like, regular-sized dividers. Because it's just, I don't know, no one likes to be that close to each other. I don't know. It's just a weird thing at the urinal, okay? But I got multiple comments saying it's for kids. And I'm like, why, why, why is the divider small, though? People yeah. weren't following the actual question, and that bothered me. And I was trying to be funny about it because it's stupid. And then also I wrote on there about it was labeled U1, U2, U3, U4 for urinal one, urinal two, urinal three, and urinal four. But I didn't understand why would they label urinals. I've never seen that ever, 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 ever. Except for this one airport and they label urinals. It just doesn't make sense. uh, Isn't it like the guy's general rule that you go every other urinal? Like the guy code? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, well, it's not every other necessarily, but it's, okay. You don't so, go, if there if there's one person using the urinal, you don't go stand next to that person. Right. As much as, much as possible. And if there's multiple people, I don't know, it's just me. You just, I don't know. I don't like standing next to people because I'm afraid they're going to pee on my shoe. So I'm afraid they're going to miss the urinal or it's going to Why splatter. Why we need stalls everywhere? There needs to be unisex bathrooms. Everybody gets their own little room like Europe. I'm a big, big fan of it. There's quite a few tra- uh, places in Charleston that have gone to that, like restaurants. And at first you walk yeah. in, it's like a little strange. But I really actually like those places better than any other places to go to the bathroom at least. I- now, didn't you say one time that you don't mind going to a guy's bathroom to pee? Oh, yeah, not at all. I feel like you said that once. Um, yeah, if there, if I am standing in a line and I've, you're at a bar when you've been drinking beers and there's 47 girls taking their precious sweet time going to the bathroom and there's the guy's bathroom next to it that is free, why am I going to stand in line? Going to the free toilet that's open and available. Why am I going to wait? Makes no sense. Have you ever seen in your times in the men's bathroom like the urinal trough? No. Like just like the big long no, one. I like, stall. It's not like I'm peeing in the urinal. No, no, no. But you might have seen it as you're walking no, through. No, I have not. I've heard of this this mystery unicorn of a bathroom. I'm not. I think that you come in a lot of like sporting stadiums and stuff like that. Maybe. Where there's just a ton of people. Well, um, that would make more sense. Yeah. Anyways, we don't need to talk about going to the bathroom too much no. more. I think it's going to be a big turn off for most people. Yeah. But um, what else do we want to talk? Oh, you know what? We got we had some uh, iTunes reviews. You want me to read them to you? Sure. 
Um, we wow. got we have two we have two more um, since the last time we checked. One was from Guat RDH Pal at five stars, and it says a must for all RDHs. And they said I've taken away a pearl or two from every podcast. Things that have made me a better and more informed hygienist. They are interviewing all the heavy hitters, the who's who of hygiene all in one place. It's like a, a dream team DH convention without the registration fees. Michelle and Andrew discuss topics from a clinical standpoint, as well as things to inspire you outside of private practice hygiene. Well done, you two. That was a nice one, huh? Well, thank you much. Thank you so very much. Um, our other one. Quite nice. Also five stars um, by Missing National City. And this is from June 28th. So it's informative and entertaining. Great topics and guests. Keep them coming. So thank you, you two, for Short and sweet, writing a nice sweet, I like it. I like I it. I do like it a lot. Um, however, we can never have too many. So please, please, please go to iTunes and leave us a review um, and a rating if you would. Yep. And we we appreciate it. That back and forth. But, um, and, and we haven't talked about it in a long time, but we still are planning on having a giveaway for a couple things. One is the smiles that see tuition, which is, we have talked about, but the other one is as soon as we get to a thousand likes on our Facebook page, then we have a giveaway for some t-shirts from, um, Andy RDH. Right. Do you remember what, how many we have so far? We so have 900 as of this weekend. Okay. So we got a hundred more. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Nine twenty-one is what we're at. We have it says we got twenty-nine more this week. Yeah. We had twenty-nine likes this week. Yeah, that's what it says. Wow. So um, yeah, no, it's, it's going. Told really your well. friends. Really well. You told your family. Way, way to be everyone. So yeah, seventy-nine more, and then we'll we'll wow. do the drawings. Um, we have a few T-shirts to give away, I believe, too. So. Yep. So that's exciting. Um, and this is what, another one of the episodes. This is the last episode. Question number, I guess, answer number four. Yeah. The smiles at sea, free tuition. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Another story time with Michelle. Yeah, we got that coming up. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are some more things that I want to talk about, um, but they kind of escaped me. Hmm. There's quite a few things too for me. I'm so you know one thing that angered me over the weekend. Almost lost my house to a storm this weekend. Oh, I saw the. There's a video, right? You did a a little ten second video. I did. So in Charleston, if you are just now listening, I live in Charleston, South Carolina, which FYI, Andrew was named. Number one city in the world, according to Travel and Leisure magazine. To which I say, lies, go to Myrtle Beach. Don't come to Charleston. We don't need... Because you don't want people... We don't need anyone else in the city. No, not messing. I can't find a parking spot to save my life in this town, as it is. I don't need anybody else in this town. But it is beautiful. It's great. But the one downside to Charleston, and probably a lot of barrier coastal islands in the south is um that it gets hot it gets real humid we get some really nasty thunderstorms like out of nowhere sometimes i mean pretty typically in the summer it gets hot it's like 100 degrees this weekend and you expect four o'clock five o'clock to roll around and there be a nice little thunderstorm and cools everything down it's great Well, this weekend I had family and friends in town. It was my friend's like 40th birthday. She had a big beach house and we all hand head out to the beach house at like nine 45 in the morning. And we see the storm coming in like, what? it's like supposed to be beautiful and sunny and a hundred degrees day, like no chance of rain. What is this coming up? And the storm comes, we have to run off the beach, go back to the beach house, just fine. And then I get texts from my neighbors like, are you okay? I'm knocking on your door. You're not answering it. I can't see the back of your house. I was like, what? And my dogs are, my dogs in there, my roommate's dogs in there. And then my cousin came in town. He had his two dogs. 
they're locked in the kennel in my garage. Like, anyway, needless to say, this nasty little thunderstorm rolls through. It's like lasted probably 15 minutes, but it had these microbursts, which are like, uh-huh. like a tornado, but very isolated. Like it doesn't travel. It just literally like tunnels down, devastates whatever it's in its path, and then just goes back up into the sky. Mm-hmm. So apparently that happened in my backyard. And so it like took all these trees out, but somehow it left the one tree that like is looming over my house. That's all I pictured was this tree was inside my house. <laughs> so needless to say, it's been quite the interesting weekend and I can't work from home this week because there are so many chainsaws happening. Oh no. So, right. so, but I mean, do they get up early into the chainsaw or is it just annoying during the day while you're trying to do your stuff? Yeah. Well, it's, so my office is in the back of the house where the trees fell. So mm-hmm. if I am in my office, all I hear is chainsaws. So I just, I'm hanging mm-hmm. out in coffee shops in my car. <laughs> so anyway, that would happen this weekend. We also got a, a little listener feedback on um, patient versus client. Okay. Remember we talked about that last week when I we asked did. if why was patient a dirty word all of a sudden? So were, are, hmm? weren't, you, weren't you saying something about it happening in Canada though? Wasn't yeah. That what you were saying? Yeah. So it was a can it's, I wrote an article for a Canadian journal and they just pretty much, devoured alive because I had patient because I was talking about patient centered care. So obviously I use patient quite often and they struck it out and put client over everything. And I, it was kind of like a a surprise to me because I did not expect to get that article back. I knew I'd have some edits, but not so much where every other word was struck out because it said patient. (laughs) So, Christy messaged us and said, um, patient versus client. If I owned my own hygiene practice, I'd prefer the term client. We are healthcare providers, but I feel we are still a long way from the general public. And sad to say, some general offices validate that title. Just Okay, hold on, hold on. So let's mm-hmm. let's try and kind of clarify what she's saying. So I I guess I still don't understand the big difference between client and patient. I think it's this. It's the same thing, but they're just using it so it doesn't sound. It doesn't sound so scary, maybe, to the public. So, so is Christy saying that because we're healthcare providers, that it's going to be more professional to call them clients than patients? Maybe in more of like a boutique practice, where maybe you are not necessarily going in there to see the dentist, but you're going in there for a very specific thing like maintenance from a dental hygienist. I don't, I don't know. All right. Hold on. Listeners, let's just do this. You guys tell us what it should be called and why patient or client. That's what I want to know. That's, that's going to be yours homework for this week is to write us and let us know what, and then why be very clear in that. So we can, Pass along uh, to everyone. I'm going to tell you what I, I'm, I'm going to continue to call it patient. I understand like there's probably a time <laughs> and place, but I'm just not there yet. I'm not there yet to call it client. Maybe. Why? I, I just feel like a client is what I'm called when I get my taxes done. Not when I'm going to be treated medically. I'm a patient. If I'm being treated medically in any way, shape, or form, I'm a patient. If I'm going to get a, a service where, may, I don't, like, like I said, getting my taxes done, getting my, buying a house from a realtor, I mean, I don't even, getting my dry cleaning, I don't, that seems more like the time to use client. I can see maybe like in the boutique practices where you are very specific about who you choose. But in an mm-hmm. office where you can walk in to get a service because you need to treat a medical problem of the mouth, you are still my patient. I see. I mean, that makes sense, too. 
And it felt like you were kind of flirting a little bit with maybe like the the personal touch of it a little bit as well. And you're, the things that you were describing were are very distant relationships. So your tax people, your dry cleaner, whatever, you don't really have a relationship with them either. Maybe. Um, much, much less. I mean, I know you're, we were talking more about like, you know, the medical and the treating part of it and therefore they are a patient. But I think that there kind of goes on, on both sides. I can, yeah, so, maybe I feel like client is, like you said, a very distant relationship versus me being very educated, being very skilled, and really hmm. looking at you as... Very skilled. Oh, God. I really I am agree. sometimes happy. You and I are so far apart. Yeah. I would smack that microphone. I'm also very aggressive because my family's been in town... They would be aggressive. Anyway, um, so what else did Christy say? Oh, Let's move on. God, don't interrupt my Sorry. thoughts. I've drank wine. I, it's already hard enough from the words that come out of my mouth. Right. Let's see. Okay, she said periocharting. I was taught to check all. So I moved on from patient client just for a hot second because she wrote a nice long little post, which I appreciate. Periocharting. I was taught to check all measurements on every patient, every recall visit. This is the first thing I do. It's my exploration time. I record measurements every other visit. When I set up my protocols at my previous office, worked there for 13 years, fee-for-service, we filled out a fresh perio, paper perio chart every one and a half years, three years if they were non-perio. And, and in addition to depth and bleeding on probings, exudate, that charting always included recession, frications, plaque index, mobility, and firmitus. And they charge for this. I'm assuming a comprehensive exam at that point, because that's kind of what that is, right? Um, Maybe a little. Well, I don't, not a, I don't not think a periodic, it's a, right? You wouldn't do a periodic well, I, all that. Well, I think it all depends on the doctor. Yeah, especially that. if it's for service. Insurances, and yeah, exactly. So, um. I, I would still probably charge that out of the periodic. But what? No, that would not have happened in my office. Well, because it's well, yeah, because they're not a new patient, so the comprehensives are usually for new patients or patients that haven't been in, in the last three years. Definitely would have been. But if they're patients of record, well, it's not limited. What? If you do an exam, if a doctor does an exam, why would you do a limited exam? If you're charging out for more than a periodic style. exam, where you're doing all those numbers how is that more than how is that not more than a periodic exam well i mean i, I understand the point. i will be the well first to say that i am not the expert with insurance coding i actually yeah. hate to talk about it so if you have a better explanation, I will yield to your expertise because I don't know. You know, honestly, I think that that gets back down to some of the problems that we're talking about with the perio and with maybe insurance is dictating treatment, et cetera. Because, oh, yeah, yeah I think I think you're right. In an ideal world, where we're not paying money for treatment or people aren't paying us or whatever. And we're just treating people to get them healthy. You know what? That's probably is a comprehensive exam. I mean, as long as you're taking x-rays and as long as the doctor's coming in and doing the comprehensive exam with cancer screening and all that kind of stuff, because too. Because that's more than, like, a five-minute periodic exam. I mean, that takes time to do that. Yeah but, the periodic, but yeah, but the exam code isn't for us. It's for doctors. True. Exactly. Not for us. And so it's whether or not the doctors are asking for all of this information or whether they're not. And so we still do recession, frication, plaque index, mobility, all of that on our periodic exams every year. Ah, uh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Um, but but certain things, I mean, and bleeding on probing and, and the pocket depth and stuff like that. But um, I think there's more to it. And I think there's, you know, some of the nomenclature from the codes. Someone could probably write in and tell us what it is. But that would be nice. Um, actually. We probably should have yeah. a guest on. I think I know somebody that could break that down for us a little bit better. That'd be great for someone to come in and just talk about codes. Tell us all about all the codes that we need to use and ones that we're overlooking. And yeah, all right, I know somebody. I kind of, I kind of like the the medical codes that are used too, or the medical? codes that are built out under medical medical insurance. I actually have a medical like code idea as a part of my implant presentation, talking about because in the medical codes they have 
implant failure codes. So like biological, mechanical, like iatrogenic, like all those different codes. And like, we really should know those why an implant's failed so that we can give the proper medical code. Okay. Moving on. We'll find somebody that does CDT codes and can explain them better for us. Um, so to Christy's comment, Jasmine replied, um, oh, she's enjoying story time because, um, well, one, Christy said, Andrew, I want to learn more about what it takes to be a restorative hygienist. And one day we will do that where you do an episode on re restorative hygiene. Right. We will. One day. Not this one. No, I'll be sure to. Didn't she ask, didn't she ask some questions about it though? Or her, does she have any quick questions or are they kind of long? Yeah. How many respirate, how, well, she says, I want to learn more about what it takes to be a restorative hygienist. How many restorations per day combine hygiene and restorative in same appointment? Question mark. Like, do you do that? A lot more in pay salary. She's just curious. And she also said she wants to go to Guatemala. So you okay, win so that real, or... real quick for some of those. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's so a real quick, um, how many restorations per day? Obviously, depends on the schedule. And it also depends on where I was working. So now it's a little bit easier, but I'll do a couple or a few every hour. So not really that much in a 10-hour day. It could be 20 to 40. Um, if it were, like, just swamped, it would be 40. Um, but let's be honest, a lot of patients fall off the schedule and things like that. So I would say on an average decent day, probably 20, maybe 30. Um, when I was in pediatrics and I was doing eight an hour, so more like 50 or 60 a day. And so it was, it got a little bit better. And yes, we do combine hygiene restorative. So you guys have heard the term, um, doing today's work today or same day service or things like that. My doctor that I work with regularly, if he finds something that's broken or something that's easy, an easy prep, then we'll just do it in my chair and on the up, doctor come in and prep. And then I'll put it in right in the same appointment. Oftentimes it is within that same 50 or 60 minutes. It just kind of all depends on the cleanliness of the, of the mouth and what kind of filling we're doing and, and things like that. As far as pay and salary, there is a little bit more money involved. I have a question. I'm raising my hand. I'm sorry. I'm not looking at you. I'm raising my hand. Um, I have a question. Okay, now, what? If you... Have a patient that's sitting in your chair and you're doing same day work. What happens to the patient after that patient? Do you not have like a patient right after? Oh, we usually we usually finish in the same amount of time. I yeah, we're gonna have to definitely do an episode because I just that does not make sense to me. Okay, well this doesn't take long to put a filling in someone's mouth. But you have them for what sixty minutes? Fifty, sixty minutes. It all depends on. What's going on? If it's a new patient, I have them for 60. So are you neglecting something else in order to do that? So if you have them for 60 minutes, filling or no filling, what is, I would say, are you just I would always say, finishing early or are I would, you? I would tell you this. I do not compromise on the integrity of, the, of my work ever. Except that you don't know anything about perio. Continue on. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness. I can't wait to have that debate finish it off. Um, and then pay and pay and salary, right? That's what she asked about that. Um, it depends. No, not a lot more, but it, it can be some more, maybe a dollar or two more an hour depends on where you're at. So, and then yes, come to Guatemala with me. I'm going in January. So plan on it. And my buddy Jan, I think is going to come too. She's been twice now that I've been there. She's been there. So she was my very, very, very first student. And then she um, came with me last year as well and kind of helped me teach a little bit and also kind of um, brushed up on her own thing. And she's teaching now at her, the, her, I think her alma mater, actually. I think she's teaching local anesthesia there. So cool. Um, I think yeah, I so she'll be there, I think. do it this year. Wait, Guatemala is the one in January, right? Right. Yeah. Because I so. really dislike not knowing how to do a block, even though I still say I do a really great infiltration. Yeah, doesn't doesn't when matter. it holds up to I, it will hold it up to surgery. Matter. It will. It has. You can't it do does. you can't do a third molar extraction with infiltration. Well, I'm not doing third molar extractions in Peria. 
I know I'm passing on something. For the oral surgeons to yank that and all the bone behind it out. Okay. Uh, was Did Jasmine have anything else to say? Because I know you kind of finished Christy's thing. So Jasmine said, well, Michelle, or Christy said, Michelle, you're not alone. I meet a person almost weekly that tells me their great-great-grandmother was an Indian princess. Because <laughs> I really wanted to be an Indian princess. Because um, of cheekbones, right? Yeah, dang it. And so my cousin married a Native American girl, and I was talking to her all weekend. I was like, don't you think I could be Native oh, American? Maybe a little bit. Because, <sighs> honestly, so in my family, I am the minority. 100% the minority in my family. I am the lonely white girl, and then my family is, like, Filipino and Colombian and Native American. Like, I am... Like, I'm like, this is my cousin, and this is my cousin. They're like, how are y'all related? Like, yeah, I know. I know. White girl, never tan. It's a problem. With cheekbones. Okay, Jasmine says, I enjoyed story time. Oh, that's great. I tried to teach the students on our program about occlusal disease and its contri contribution to perio. Everything she discussed should be considered, but it's so hard to get people out of their traditions of treating perio. I don't understand the issue with saying patient. Every other allied health profession uses patient. It doesn't lessen the importance of our role. I think there is an important. I think there is more to that. I like the term oral healthcare specialist, which I actually do too. That's a good point. Very good point. Uh, she also says, I agree with Christy. I wanted to hear more about restorative dentistry and hygiene. Andrew, do a separate podcast on that topic, please. Also, no to the new music. I know. <laughs> I know. It's terrible. Let's, it's terrible. Let's also just clarify that I am not requesting the music because I like it. I'm requesting the music because I spent hard-earned money on it and i just and she doesn't care about your ears listeners to be used also i had to it was like not just money it was a lot of time to get it to where it is now like it was a lot of back and forth mm. like please try to do this better please do this better i don't know what you're saying when you say this guy gentest i tried very hard to clean that up I just want my efforts to be heard by all. I want to feel a little validated in my money that I spend, and we can move on from this. And that is all. You don't know the part that she's talking about when it says guy gentist? Oh, no. I'm very aware of that. Oh, it's yeah, awful. It crazy. Please, I understand this. I am not oblivious to this, nor am I mitigating its crappiness. I know this. However, I just need yeah. it to be heard. Hey, did you ever um, see that that post that Cassandra wrote us about? She started listening to all the quick and dirty tips after. Yes, the, I the did. Podcast. Yes, that was cool. Yeah. So if you didn't hear where we just blabbed on about all the podcasts that we love so much, which I have a new one, which I think you and I talked about, called the Dollop. Oh yes, I, I love that one as well. It's um, D O L L O P. It's two. Improv comedians, and one is telling a outrageous, ridiculous story in history to this other comedian, and he's pretty much just like on the spot saying the funniest things I've ever heard. They actually have one on colonial teeth, which makes you look back on dentistry and go, Wow, we've come a long, long way. Nice, so, yeah. So listen to that one. What else? Do um, spe speaking of improv, I was in Chicago for that podcast thing, right? And Allison and I went to a thing called Improvised Shakespeare. Oh. And I want you guys, if you're ever, ever, ever in Chicago, you have to go do that. It's on Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays, I believe. It's, it's 16 bucks. It's an hour long. It's very, very much worth your time. They improvise every every single show, and they'll take a suggestion from the audience and just create the show then and there. And the Shakespeare part comes in because they use like old English, and they kind of do it in the Shakespearean type feel. 
Um, this particular one that we had was, um, you know how like a lot of Shakespearean things are like your brother murdered the dad, sleep with the mom, and like all these weird things like that. All the weird family things that go on. There were five actors and they had ten character parts between the five of them. And they were all trying to keep everyone's role and, and, and like <laughs> who each other were and they messed up. And the one I saw, they there was a queen or there was like the, the heroine got killed by accident because he forgot which character that she was or he was. And it was and they messed it all up and then they had to try and figure out how to rally across that because they're like, Well, you just pretty much ended our show right there and gave him crap for that. But um, it was good. So improvised Shakespeare in Chicago. Uh, I encourage you guys all to, to look it up. Do you um, listen to a lot of improv or go see a lot of improv? I don't. I, I, I would. I just, I don't know why. I just don't. I it's love it. Truly one of my favorite things to do. It's what I do in Charleston often. It was, it's one of my goals when I go to a new city to see a comedy show or improv. I'm not successful in that goal. Cause I'm usually working, but it's yeah. one of my goals. A hundred percent. I am obsessed with it. I go to, there's a t- theater in Charleston called theater 99. And there, this one of the original improv guys who I've been seeing since I was like 18 is my comedy crush. I am attracted to this man in no way, shape or form. If I saw him on the street, but he's so witty and funny <laughs> And comical on stage that anytime I see him afterwards, I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> Do you see him? Do you see him? It's a have not. It's a have not. Shh, don't look at him. Don't look at him. Don't look at him. Do you see him? It's ridiculous. And Ryan's fully aware of this 100%. He embraces oh, yeah. the comedy crush. Yeah. That's fine. That's yeah. absolutely fine. Um. Gosh, what else was going to say? Oh, did you get the email today about um, RDH under one roof is now accepting abstracts for the 2017 conference program? I did. I have no desire. Anybody else want to do it? Well, just in case you guys didn't get the email, I assume that everyone got it, but um, it said that they're looking for abstracts um, on topics that include expanded functions ergonomics, infection control, staff meetings, patient education materials, patient compliance, oral pathology, periodontics, nutrition, insurance coding, and corporate dentistry. I'm thinking about it. Corporate dentistry? Expanded functions. Ah, you could go both ways on that one. Yeah, I maybe. Maybe I could. I mean, I, I'm developing a course right now for New Mexico uh, well, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but I, I did um, in March, I believe, and it's on spend functions. It's on restorative dentistry or restorative hygiene. Um, pretty much talking about all the stuff that everyone wants me to talk about on the podcast. It's the same thing. So um, maybe a little bit more in depth, though, of course. And I think I think I have two hours to speak, so I feel like I could probably use that same abstract. And I should probably some, get Elijah's information or idea or thoughts on this because I feel like you, a lot of that Facebook page trapped in an op. Yeah. To get out of the op, a lot of it's getting your name out there. And to do right. that, writing and research and being published in some way, shape, or form is really important. So this might be a really great way to start that, like get your foot in the door kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and, and speaking of writing, I think that we should probably um, talk about some of our upcoming guests who have, we have scheduled for Under One Roof, maybe? Uh-uh. No? What if they cancel? <laughs> well, they might, but if we say it on the podcast, then they can't cancel. No. Well, I'll say this one because I know he won't cancel. Mark Hartley is the editor at Penwell. Yeah, we're going to have him have on. For, RD, for RDH. So a question specifically that we have for him, and, you know, again, hopefully he won't cancel, but um, if he does cancel, we'll get him another time. I mean, he's very open to it. He wants to do it. Um, but the questions are going to be about writing. Like, how? what are you looking for? What? How do you get published? 
Yeah. And I think that's going to help a lot of our listeners. Hopefully. Because yeah, sometimes so. writing comes very easily to some people like myself. Mm-hmm. It does not. And you have to try really, really hard and you have to work really hard at it. And a lot of times for free. It's a lot and of I my think it also depends on what kind of writing, you know what I mean? So there are definitely, there's definitely, you know, I talked about this before, but writing for journals mm-hmm. is going to be a lot different than oh, yeah. writing for you know, like RDH, where it still needs to be great writing, but it doesn't necessarily have to be like peer reviewed and all that kind of stuff too. Right. Right. Um, guess who wrote me today? What? I'll just tell you. I said, guess who wrote me today? Oh, what? Who? Um, Doug Perry. Oh. Shout out to Doug Perry. Love I miss Doug. you, man. Yeah, we'll have to have him come on again. It's the early bromance created by Taylor yeah. Legend. Totally <laughs> off the cusp. Um, okay, should we get into uh, story time with Michelle? You going to be able to read, read straight? Oh, was that the end of your story? Doug emailed you? Yeah. And a, shout, and a shout out to Doug. Well, all right then. I'm not going to read my personal email to you from what he said. Well, I thought you were saying that because it, you were going somewhere with it. Okay. Shout out to Doug. He emailed anywhere. you today. Andrew's important. High five, Andrew. No, I just missed, I missed the guy. All right. Thanks for the high five. Yay, story time with Michelle. Gather around, you children. <laughs> Everyone get ready. So I'm doing a lot of my presentations and articles and things like that are on patient-centered care. I'm a real big believer in tailoring your patient education and what you, how you treat a patient and kind of meeting them where they're at and to make them more successful. And so one of the things that I ran across was a article titled education and debate consultations about changing behavior. I mean, cause honestly, this is something that we battle. Like we can say it until mm-hmm. we're blue in the face, but at the end of the day, our biggest battle is patient compliance and how do we get them to actually listen to what we say and do what we want them to do and need them to do to make them healthier. And so that's kind of what this, pertains to. So persuading patients to change behavior that is damaging their health can be difficult. Changing the style of consultation could improve the experience of doctors and patients. So the introduction, health and threatening behaviors are the common commonest cause of premature illness and death in the developed world. And I will also just preface this, that this isn't just for dental, this is for patient care as a whole which I'd like to go into the whole medical field because I think treating patients, even if it's dental, medical, psychologically, anything, like you really, a lot of these things can be used kind of universal in that sense. So this is full-blown medical, so it's not going to be all dental. Where was I? Okay. Affecting the sustainability of our health service and society. Almost every healthcare worker interacting with almost every patient has an important opportunity to change the health behavior. Examples include a general practitioner talking to a patient about smoking or exercise, a health visitor engaging a mother about her child's diet, an accident in an emergency house officer talking to an injured, injured patient about alcohol, a renal nurse discussing fluid intake, and a dental hygienist discussing flossing. These consultations can be difficult to navigate. However, practitioners often make a curious cursory, excuse me, attempt to satisfy external guidelines or end up avoiding the subject altogether. Here, we dis- we consider how the flexible use of guiding style could make health professional or health promotion more satisfying and effective. Warning, story time with Michelle is after I've drank half a bottle of wine. Moving on. Yes. Skillfulness makes a difference. So I kind of don't want to read this entire article and I'm not trying to put everybody to sleep. Plus, I don't think my mouths would form the words properly after a while. Can you hear? I'm kind of losing my voice a little bit. I've talked a lot today. So what I really found interesting about this um, article was that there's two different styles. There's directing or guiding. So let's do, would, what would you say just by... 
guessing without me defining these, are you a director or a guider? A guider. Are you? Yep. God, I don't believe that at all. I am absolutely, well, with my patients, I'm a guider. With clinical staff, I'm a director. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, so directing or guiding. So <laughs> how might everyday healthcare practice be improved? It is useful to contrast at least two styles in consulting about behavior change. When practi- practitioners use directing style, most of the consultation is taken up with informing patients about the practitioner, about what the practitioner thinks they should do and why they should do it. When practitioners use a guiding style, they step aside from persuasion and instead encourage patients to explore their motivations and aspirations. The guiding style is more suited to consultations about changing behavior because it harnesses the internal motivations of the patient. This was the starting point of motivating motivational interviewing, which can be viewed as redefined from guiding style. So have you heard of the term motivational interviewing? kind of like I think like a trending word right now or topic no I have not no so motivational interviewing we can talk about that at another time but that's I, I that's a lot of the research that I come across these days behavioral changing with motivational interviewing so apparently that came from guiding style originally so some direct some examples directing style the clinician says your test results shows that the level of glucose in your blood are raised today. This means that you really need to watch your diet. Have you thought about adjusting this? Patient, well, it's not that easy. I have tried, but you know what it's like. I mean, it's not so easy with my job, driving around in, in a rush, and you know you have to just grab some food and lunch and keep going. Clinician, you should bring your own lunch with you. Patient, so this is more than informing now. You should bring your more. This is informing. You could bring your own lunch with you. Patient, I could do that, but it's so busy in the morning. I just, just getting us all out of the house, and then I stop in a cafe anyway at lunch. So I would then have to avoid the easy option of just getting a roll and feeling full and ready for action. Clinician, well, my advice to you is to treat this as your top priority. So that's more of the directing style. I hate when patients do that crap. I do too. Well, well, I'm more of a director. Always have an excuse for everything. Always, I'm a director. Interesting. Get it together. I'm not messing with you. You were in a perio office. I've seen you for years. You want to see me more? I don't think so. Figure it out. Threaten them. Yes. But in a very happy, healthy way, I want to make it better. Anywho, guiding style. Your test result is high today, clinician saying this, and I wonder what sense you make of this. Asking the patient. Patient, I don't know. I am not surprised because it's hard enough getting, you know, by day to day without worrying about this as well. Clinician, everyday life can't stop because you have diabetes. Patient, yes, exactly. But I know I do need to be more careful. Clinician, in what way? Patient, I need to watch my diet and get more exercise. I know that, but it's just not so easy. Clinician, what might be manageable for you right now? Patient, it's got to be exercise. Please don't expect great things from me. Clinician, well, a change in diet or exercise will be a great help. How might you succeed with more exercise? So that is guiding. So apparently you get more flies with honey. Yeah, but also notice there's an open-ended question at the end to kind of right. allow them to actually have a discussion with you rather than them being on the defensive and feeling like they have to make an excuse for their behavior. Exactly. So I think it's really interesting because I – I jokingly say that I'm more a director, but I really do try to make an effort to be more of a guider. But I really have to, like, think about it. Because my first intention is, what? What What do you mean? No, yeah, you stop at food. Pack your damn lunch. What are you talking about? You can do this. Get it together. I'm not, I'm not going to be so easygoing and calm. I think we all know that. 
I don't think that's brand new information to any of us. So, question. Why are we going to be doing these questions, Andrew? Tell um, our audience. For the smiles of sea part? That question? Well, yeah. You know, just because they're fun. For funsies. Do you like that answer? No, I don't at all. You're not playing my game with me. All right, listeners. Let me tell you exactly why we're doing this. So, this is the fourth and final answer that you need to record. If you've listened to all the episodes that have the questions and answers on them, and you've written them down, you need to submit them to us on our Facebook page, or you can email them to us. I don't know the email address, Michelle. Is it a tell2hygienist at gmail.com? Good job. Okay. Tell2hygienist at gmail.com. Make sure you private message us on our Facebook page rather than blabbing it for the whole world to see. And we have two tickets for free tuition that we're going to be giving away in a drawing of sorts. I think that we should probably do that, like, some sort of, like, Facebook Live thing for that, by the way. So, me doing Facebook Live? Probably. Got I mean, it. I could do it, but either way, all it's right. fine. We'll just... Write everyone's name down, cut it all up, put it in a hat, and draw it. It'll Anyways, be July 16th. July 16th. So if you want free tuition to Smiles at Sea, um, you need to email us. Let yep. us know. Yeah. I will live Facebook while I'm at the Ray LaMontagne concert in Charlotte. Okay. <laughs> that so, sounds great. Okay, the question is... What two styles did I just talk about? That's all. And I the think. answer is they had to listen. This is this is the fourth question. You I can't even get the answers This is okay. the fourth and final. It's like the essay question at so, the end of the test. Rewind, listeners. Yeah, I'm making sure they're listening. Sorry. Just give everything away. I don't. I don't think it's fair for them to expect them to listen if I don't even listen. You never listen to me, ever. I do. Hey, happy one-year friendship on Facebook, by the way. OMG! That is so right. I forgot about that. Andrew and I have been friends for a whole year. Feels like a lifetime. Well, yeah. (laughs) For one of us, for sure. I think, well, we've known each other for a little bit longer than that. Like, if our true anniversary, before you ignored my Facebook request to talk... It just went into that. I feel like I said that on like over. April or May. It's Probably. not. Yeah, well. Yeah. So that's what happened. Yeah. So I know that, that you listen to this podcast and it seems like Andrew and I go way back. Just a little buddies from like hygiene school or something. But really, or, truly, yeah. we just met a little more than a year ago. Our podcast isn't even a year old. What are we going to do for our year anniversary for the podcast? October. Well, you know what I was thinking? I was like, how many episodes are we going to have? Are we going to have close to 50 episodes? Well, now we're doubling up. So. On our one year? So we have, this is 35, right? Yeah. So, gosh, I think we could, probably, we could probably hit 50 or so. That's almost an episode a week. And now we're doing gosh, two. How many, how many episodes are we going to do total for this whole podcast? Like in its lifespan? Of this podcast? Yeah, it's lifespan. Are you... 200? I feel like 200 is my minimum. I was, okay. okay. I mean, I was like, if that's your maximum, let's just let's call it quits now, Andrew. Call it now? <laughs> let's just... No, no, no. Call it quits. Well, I was at that podcast movement, and I think I kind of want to move into a different direction with some podcasting as well at some point. I'm not I ready know. to do it yet. You're trying to leave again, aren't you? Again. No, again. You can't. You're nothing without me. I know I'm nothing without <laughs> you. But um no, I think I think I want to do some sort of narrative one where I don't know, like storytelling. No, the problem like here is people have told you you have a good radio voice. Now you think you can just branch mm. off, do whatever you want. No. No, no, no. That's not it. It's just that when I was I should I should put up some links. There was there were a few really really good videos that they showed 
one was like a 15 year old boy. And the way he told the story was very, very moving. And it wasn't even that, that funny of a, well, it kind of was funny, but it wasn't like a hilarious ha 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 ha. But I don't know. I, it's just something I'm playing around with. We'll see. Maybe not. Should we do story time with Andrew? No. Is that, is I mean, that maybe, a problem? Maybe, maybe in a year. You're upset that I have a segment on the <laughs> podcast. That's popular. We're that gonna get, like. We're going to get you something, Andrew. Don't worry. I know. I thought about that one thing. I just don't know if I can come up with enough stories for that one, by the way. We'll have to do a lot of research. Ugh. Right. One more thing time. to do in our spare time. It's already time. 11 o'clock um, my time. It is 11 o'clock. Morning. And I have to put this up, and then you have to post all about it and spread it everywhere tomorrow. You everywhere. know, let's talk about that. Listeners, we really appreciate shares because that's what really apparently does it for us on social media. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. it, it's great you're liking them. It's great that you comment on them. Actually, that's what gets me and Andrew excited about because we have that interaction with you. But what spreads the word about the podcast and things like that and the page is if you share the episodes. So when you see that post, share it. And then, post. and then you show those stupid hygiene groups that kicked me out because I was sharing the podcast with them <laughs> that it's a good thing and you want that in there. Wow. I and wish you could see your head, Bob. You get kicked out with me and we'll form our own dental hygiene page. Or you can sorry, stand lighthearted. Drink wine tonight. No. Don't be sorry. They kicked me out. All I was doing, I didn't even say anything in those ones. Like, I didn't even That's respond. I just posted about our podcast and I got kicked out. Not even a warning. Not even like, it probably is not the group for that. You're welcome to stay. Just don't post this on there. All right. Fine. I get it. I feel like you should have read some of the rules before you posted because that might have been part of the rules. No? What? People post things. Know. People share things. I'm just sharing podcasts. Why is that? It's not like I'm, I'm not making money off of it. It's like I'm selling something. Literally, I'm making. I'm actually in the very, negative very, on this. Anything. Very bitter about your intro, aren't you? Just in the negative. Money, money loser. We're losing money we're on more. this. Kick me out of your stupid hygiene. Oh, Facebook. God, it always. You know what we need? Up. We need students. We need students oh, to listen yeah. to this freaking podcast. Anyways, we would like to have um, students. Okay, get all your students to uh, listen to it. That'd be great. We're not seeing a lot of uh, a lot of downloads from South Carolina. Yeah, I don't think you've gone. I met your friend, by the way. Told you that, right, Nancy? You told me you sent me a picture of her. You didn't say you said anything to her. Oh, I said something to her afterwards. What'd you say? She's like the worst she said, ever. No, because remember how you said that she was kind of you know helping you, kind of mentoring you a little bit and whatever, whatever. And then you went to work with her afterwards, and then I said so. Um, I was like, Nancy, do you know um, Michelle Strange? And she's like, who? Shut like, up. Michelle. No, she didn't say that. I was going to say, but, there's no freaking way. No, she said that you're very nice and that um, you're very motivated or something like that. Very ambitious. So, and it's a nice way to say she's a giant pain in the ass. I think that she probably thought that, but she didn't say it. She's being professional. Yeah. So, yeah. I think I was probably motivating in air quotes slash ambitious in air quotes with changes in the clinic. If we need to update, we need to do this. Can we integrate this? This is actually the newest research. We probably should be teaching this. And everyone's very friendly about it, but it's probably very annoying at the same time. Could be. No Which is probably why we don't have a lot of people from South Carolina, because I'm probably a, that annoying hygienist. Probably. I have no doubt. Well, not even gonna fight you on those ones. Someone needs uh, to say it. So one last thing before we go. Do you have anything else before I say this last thing? 
Not really. Okay. I started drinking Rockstar again today. Andrew, Thanks, listeners. Really? Have a great week. No, no. <laughs> we can't end that Why? way. Um, what? Because. This is why I, I don't want to stay up until 12 o'clock at night and then wake up early in the morning. It's because then I would be on your little rock star kick just to get through the day. And this is the problem okay. with you. Sounds great. Yeah, that's the problem with me. It's you stay up too time. late and you do this 50. I don't stay up late. Yes. I don't stay up late. I, why did you give in? Well, because I was tired. I also tried a uh, five-hour energy. I want to shame you. Um, I want to shame you so hard. Oh, good. Good. I don't care. I'm fine with it. I you know what? Actually, I love myself. I am oh, a I know. Person. I know. We all know, Andrew. I, but I think that I, I do a lot of good for very, very many people. What? I just don't Actually, I'm, I'm such a jerk that like I'm just paying penance. Twelve. Without I was, I was way past that. I was way past that. So why? Why? I think that part of it is I proved that I could do it if I wanted to. I think you did just the opposite. Really? Because I, you know, I made a conscious choice to go get it today. I didn't need it. But I was like, you know what? I want it. So you're just dumb. Right. Because that's not a smart decision. Like, Rockstar is not something that you go and you're like, yeah. I think this is going to make me feel good. This is good for my body. It's you, know what's, you know what's interesting? I like eating because a piece of fruit, up, Andrew. It's a rock star. Yeah, but you know what, though? I looked up I looked up the same thing with coffee, about how much caffeine and stuff that it has in it. And if you have two cups of coffee, it was almost the equivalent of what I was having um, per morning. So I know a lot of people that have more than the cup, which is only this big, or that big. That's a cup. Not I'm, this I'm 20 ounce thing of coffee. So it's don't get on your high like, horse. It's not even a caffeine. People, all the crap that's in it. You can't there's even much pronounce coffee too. You can't even pronounce half those ingredients in Rockstar. You can't. Just because you can pronounce them doesn't make them bad. And I know I'm a little hippie. I like my green stuff. I like my all natural stuff. I will. When you say green stuff. Do you mean marijuana? Is that what you're saying? I'm. That is, <laughs> I am not in a state where that is legal <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I am not in that state, so I am going to plead the fifth. I don't know anything. Actually, no. I, that is not what I mean by green. I would probably fall asleep and be the most paranoid human being on the face of the earth. But, no, I'm talking about not putting... Literally almost all the food or anything I eat is less than five ingredients, and I can pronounce all of them. Good for you. Andrew, I need you to be there with me. Jump oh, on. I don't really want to be there with Jump you. on this hippie train with me. I enjoyed my time. It didn't really help as much as I was hoping it would. I did help. give it three weeks. You didn't even get anywhere with it. You didn't three weeks. There, no. You told me. No. What did you tell no, me, though? You weeks. said Andrew. Not three weeks. It was 12 days, and then you had half a sip or half a thing. Yeah. Well, I had half of one and then, like, this much of one. And then go – so – And you think that's, that's where you're going to – it counts. It counts. God, I could go so many, where, there's so many places. Thanks, listeners. Have a great week. <laughs> yep. Junk folder, that's why. Once it starts recording, I'm in your junk freaking folder. Well, whatever you just sent me went to my junk folder. I forwarded it from my email address. Well, I, listen, I don't make the rules of the Sound internet. Good. It just went to my junk folder, and I can't help that. Puffy, 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 puffy. Test, 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 test.
test, 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 test. So ridiculous. Which one sounds better? I don't know. This one, this one, this one, this one. A, B, A, B. C? A, B, A, B. B, A, B. Testing, 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 testing. Hello, 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 hello. I don't know this mic and how it works yet. I think I sound less. I'm sorry. I drink wine. I can't. I can't be responsible for the rest of this. Podcast.